0: I'm not a big fan of fans saying, you know, this happens a lot, athletes or coaches or whatever. It started in the NBA, like rigging, like you. they're taking money for to take a pick. But man, oh man, Mason Crosby looked like he had the under on Ooh. that game. It's the TD Fantasy. <laughs> the TD
1: Fantasy Podcast. TD
0: Fantasy Podcast.
1: <laughs> With your host, Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians.
0: Welcome to the TD Fantasy Podcast presented by Fantasy Football at Sea Guides. We're so excited to tell you about this awesome experience. We're going cruising next August. We're going to the Bahamas. We're going to Coco Cay, which is a private island. Yes, I said private island in the Royal Caribbean. But
1: like water slides and stuff.
0: Yeah, it looks really awesome. We're really excited about it. Uh, thankful to them for, for having us be a part of it. And there's a lot of awesome people that are also going to be a part of it. You're talking Adam Ronis and Scout Fantasy, Pilar Lastra, who's on XM and does a great job. Andre Reed, Hall of Famer. Jake Arians, myself, Jamie, and there's going to be a few others that are also going to be involved, a little teaser for you. But guys, super excited. Is there anything better in the Bahamas and football? I can't really think of anything that's better than that.
1: Yeah, middle of August next year. It's going to be beautiful weather, beautiful time. And again, like if you're like me, uh, you kind of, I, I did my fancy drafts just from my couch this year, yeah. in my underwear, just, you know,
0: relaxing. taking
1: players. I would much rather do it in a, on a swimsuit, on a cruise ship, uh, in the Bahamas. Yeah. So.
0: I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, talk about a draft upgrade. We're going to upgrade your draft. That is exactly what we are doing. Upgrade your draft, put you on a ship cruising out of Miami to the Bahamas. Guys, you can see all the information at at sea.com. Make sure you check that out. Uh, but Jamie, now is the time where I feel like this podcast has turned into me being your hype woman. Love it. But I, I didn't mean Text for that. In the mail. I didn't mean for that to happen. But I have to I have to hype you because you are eight, two, and one on your picks in the NFL so far this season. And I watch a lot on Twitter. And I fact check a lot of these people who say they're great because they say things. And then I go back and I see what their picks were. And I'm like, that doesn't add up. No, Jamie's picks add up. He's 8-2-1. That is phenomenal. So hopefully you have been following his picks behind the paywall. And if you haven't, what you need to do is sign up at tdfantasy.com. And you're going to get not only Jamie's picks, but Jake's picks as well. But Jamie, I want you to brag. What were your picks this weekend? And, and talk about them a little
1: bit. Well, the first one of on this was Jake. Jake Arians is a little credit too. We were both on Cincinnati. Minus six, and that didn't look great in the a first scare, half. A little it was, scared at the it, beginning. It was a little scary there in the first half. Uh, but the Bengals actually got it done in the end. I thought they were. I mean, they were clearly a better team in the fourth quarter, where they put up 24 points. They scored 27 unanswered. But uh, that was the big one. And then, despite Mason Crosby's wow. best attempts to hit the under <laughs> uh, in Green Bay, Detroit, that game did finally go over thanks to Mason Crosby's last-second field goal. Uh, and it, to me, that was a game that we had all along. Again, four missed field goals, a missed extra point,
0: and a uh, pathetic two huge plays yeah.
1: called back for the Lions due to penalty. Yep. Uh, this, so, but we still hit the over there. So two and zero over there. Uh, overall, three and one this so far this week. There's another play if you check out tdfantasy.com for tonight. Uh, we'll try to go four and one for the week. But we've we've been pretty excellent.
0: Yeah, you guys, on. you guys have been pretty excellent. That's an understatement. And I'm not a big fan of fans saying you know this happens a lot athletes or coaches or whatever it started in the NBA like rigging like you they're taking money for to take a pick but man oh man Mason Crosby looked like he had the under on Ooh. that game that one was what was
1: field goal all year and he misses four to an extra point
0: I feel so I'm I'm Sad that Jake isn't here on this podcast since he's the the, the kicker extraordinaire. The official
1: kicker of the TV Fantasy podcast. Yes, he's
0: the official kicker and uh, – Excuse
1: me, football player who happens to kick.
0: Yeah, football that's player. That's what he'll tell you. That's what he'll tell you. Uh, I will tell you otherwise. But anyways, Mason Crosby, you had to feel for the guy. It was a, yeah. It was a terrible performance, but – You get the 51 on – he actually – he makes a kick. I like the call at the end to give him some confidence, go out there and make that kick.
1: Yeah, with seven seconds left, I mean you're You're not going to get recovered, the onside kick. At that point, you're just trying to give your kicker some confidence. Again, people are calling for him to be cut. He's been good all year. Like he he had a very terrible afternoon. Uh, but boy, uh,
0: he had a terrible afternoon, but man, so Rogers did didn't, Rogers didn't look so hot in the first half either. And no, that's... no,
1: the Packers didn't look good, but it's tough when you lose by eight and you left what? 13 points on the field because yeah. of the kicking game.
0: Yeah. That's the kicking game struggled across And whatever the that NFL. was, to st-
1: that punt that hit the Packer, maybe. I, I what don't a weird even, play that there was.
0: were, there were a lot of, if you are, if you're in a fantasy league, which is obviously you are, if you're listening to this podcast, Your kicker probably made you angry this weekend because there were a lot of bad kicking with the exception of like Justin Tucker, who still, he missed a field goal Mm -hmm. as well, which never happens, like never happens. Uh, It was a weird weekend for uh, for kickers. What's up, TD Fantasy listeners? Jake Arians here. Not only am I one of your co-hosts on the podcast of TD Fantasy, I'm also very privileged and proud to be the president of the Arians Family Foundation, the foundation that we started to honor my mom and the work that she's done uh, for underprivileged kids uh, throughout her entire life. So for more information, go to AriansFamilyFoundation.com, at AriansFF on all your social media outlets. Jamie, let's talk about where we were right and where we were wrong. And I will start here because I got an extreme. And by extreme, I mean at least over the last two weeks, 15 to 20 people, screaming, yelling about Antonio Brown. To which I say, I told you so. Antonio Brown is the best wide receiver in the NFL, and that has not changed. The Pittsburgh Steelers woke up, that offense woke up, and he scored two touchdowns and had a 100 receiving yards. Welcome back, Antonio Brown, and dear God, everybody that tweeted at me, I hope that you did not trade or drop Antonio Brown because you have to go off of longevity, people. This is how you win fantasy and you overreact in moments. Antonio Brown will be a top wide receiver by the end of this year.
1: Yeah, I, I saw I, – like, I usually don't like to call out other outlets because everybody's kind of in this game together. But I saw a graphic that ESPN made. Uh, that's which which receiving duo would you rather have, uh, Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, or Antonio Brown and Juju Smith Schuster? Oh, I, wow. I just started laughing. Like that is, uh, it's amazing to me that Antonio Brown, who has been the best wide receiver, undisputedly in football for half a decade now, has a couple. Not even bad, just a couple not superstar weeks, and people are already want to give up on him. It, it's just remarkable to me how short sighted people are. And wake in up, people—he's
0: not even the highest paid. That's a Odell Beckham Jr., who, oh yes, caught his first touchdown pass and threw and threw a touchdown pass. Yeah, that to was Saquon Barkley. Yeah, that was impressive. uh was a good from throw. Odell. It was a great, better than somebody. He's the
1: best quarterback in the uh, for the Giants.
0: Yeah, he uh, things were things were. Well, ugly. he had to have a
1: big game after his interview, his pregame interview.
0: Yeah, he he did need to have a big game after. Which it has, like, a Little Wayne interview. in it. Like,
1: it was very weird. It was a very – was it Little Wayne and interesting? Anderson? Yeah,
0: it was a bizarre situation. It was something. It was – yeah. It was something. That's a good word to use. Uh, the other thing that I would like to get right, and this is because we're, you know, approaching the six weeks into the NFL season. Joe Mixon, man. He came back and he – yes, the first half he was a little slow. But once he got going, he looked phenomenal. And this was a guy I told you, breakthrough player, don't overreact to the injury. He's going to be back. He's going to have a couple of weeks. And guess what? That Cincinnati offense, AJ. I'm an A.J. Green and Joe Mixon owner, and I am very pleased with the value that I got on both of those guys because I don't think that's changing as the season goes along. And you saw them struggle at the beginning, but come back, and, man, did they look good, Jamie.
1: Yes, they did. They did look They looked great. I, th- I thought Joe Mixon was going to be – uh, we were high on him. He was a, a yeah. top end RB two for me on draft day, and then I kind of quickly moved him into low end RB one territory. Tough start to the game, but boy, he's just he's just one of those guys. Who's, they give the ball to enough, he's going to find space and he's going to put up points. Uh, you have to be very confident as a mix owner coming back off that. Injury – I mean it's an injury. Yeah. I mean, it was a surgery, but it, it's not in the sense of he had like a torn muscle. They had no, He had like a – his body removed. But yeah. boy, he looked really good. That's a great sign for the future. All
0: right, Jamie. What do you want to brag about? What did you get right
1: this week? Well, upset week. Yeah. Uh, I, on the podcast on Friday, you can go back and listen to it. Uh, there were five upsets – or five underdogs that I picked to win. Four of those five won. The Jets – the Bills, the Vikings, and the Lions all covered, all won their games. Uh, I was very excited for all of these things to happen because I just it felt like that type of a week. Uh, so that was the first one. And two, more season long-wise, looking at the Chargers' backfield. I've been hyping up Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler since before week one. Uh, they those Both of those players continue to perform every single week. They continue to be a great option for you every week. Gordon is a top five running back. Eck- Eckler is a... Worst to flex play every single week. Just start those guys with confidence.
0: Give me the home team in an almost evenly matched game all the time when they're yep. an underdog. I think that's what you're you're looking at right there. You said the Lions, Buffalo, yep. and New York Jets, all home teams, all underdogs at home. Mm-hmm. When you're in an evenly matched game or close to evenly matched and you're at home and you're an underdog, I'm taking that all day long because it's the NFL, the home Field advantage is huge, especially when you're looking at a team like Denver, who goes on the road, mountain team, early game, New York Jets, put pretty good defense, played good enough, and, and actually had a pretty nice performance. The
1: thing you have to always keep in perspective is, on, on, in a given NFL season, there are very few teams that finish with 0-1 Or two wins. Yes. Even the bad teams in the league finish with three or four. So you have to find the matchups on the schedule that make sense to you. And that's what I brought up with Buffalo. Although I think I called Buffalo 0-4 or whatever when on the podcast. Obviously, they destroyed the Vikings that one game. But there are games like this that you need to pay attention to and say, okay, these are the type of games that at home a team like that can win. The worst teams in the league are going to finish for the most part with three or four wins, not zero, not one. Yeah, for sure. These are the games you have to find.
0: I, I, I look at those, and I, I think, wow, Jamie had a good pick there. The Buffalo one was, we've been talking about the Titans. They're one of the teams that we've looked at and go, can't understand why they're getting wins, and I think they came back to earth a little bit. But one matchup that you spoke about there, Jamie, that I want to talk about real quickly, just because it involves another team who's been a huge disappointment and continues, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. yeah I think this is, this is the good point now. We're five weeks into the season. What are you? What what is the identity of this football team? Because all we heard about off season is this: this team upgraded on defense. Carson Wentz is going to come back. This team is going to look. Good. This team going to look great. They're going to be world beaters. And it kind of now looks like last year might have been magic in a bottle. And 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 I I don't want to say like the, this team is out because their division is not good. No,
1: they're, the, they're very which lucky. Which is going to save them.
0: Yeah, their division is not good and they're going to end up probably winning this division because nobody else in their division is good but Philadelphia does not look like a team i'd be afraid of and i know it's week you're you're through week 5 this is enough sample size to get worried if you're a Philadelphia fan
1: i would be concerned because at this point i mean you've you've won a super bowl so there's not as much pressure on you but the aspirations for the Eagles this year were not to just get to the playoffs. No, They were to at least not. get back to the NFC championship game and put yourself in a position to win the Super Bowl. Because, again, you can say, we won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. Now we're going to get Carson Wentz back, so we should be able to win the Super Bowl again or at least get back there. The problem is, is, I mean, Carson Wentz doesn't look bad. And I think that's the biggest thing, the biggest concern that I now have is that it's not like Carson Wentz is looking terrible and throwing a bunch of interceptions and just – Uh, he's been fine. Yeah, He he doesn't look as good as he did last year, which by the way, I don't think that's the real Carson Wentz either. No, I think that was a little bit playing in over his head, but they can't run the ball right now. They're banged up in the running game. They're just, they're just not good enough in any aspect of their game right now. I think they're a slightly above average team in a lot of areas, but they're not excelling anywhere. And that's why we face a team like Minnesota, who again is people have already are off that, that bandwagon after a month, after everything we've talked about with that team. They're not going to beat those teams. No. And right now, they're better than – there's a phrase I might steal from uh, Bill Simmons. He used to use this all the time. He's called the good-bad team. Yeah. I'm starting to think that this year's good-bad team is Philadelphia. What he means by that is a team that's not in amongst the, contend- the major contenders, but they're better than all of the mediocre and average teams in the league. It's like the king of the average teams. Right now, I think that's Philadelphia. Yeah. Until, that, I'm, until they prove me otherwise.
0: Especially because Minnesota was a team that hadn't looked all that great – coming into this game and they go on the road and Kirk Cousins made some throws that I was, I, Adam Thielen, can we just have a moment for Adam Thielen? Because I know that Jake said this in, in previous podcasts, but he is not the average guy that can make plays. He's a great wide receiver. He's a playmaker
1: period. Like he, and yes. every sense of the word.
0: And, and I love Stephon Diggs, and I like both of those guys, but Adam Thielen is the, looking like the number one option there. He
1: looks like a premier wide receiver. Yeah. He does, period. Not just fantasy, just in football.
0: Yeah, he looks very good, and it sure looks like him and Kirk Cousins have some magic going there in Minnesota. All right, Jamie, what did you get wrong this week?
1: Well, I think the biggest thing I, I got wrong was I expected Seattle to struggle a lot more. This week, I agree uh, against the Rams. I think the Rams are the best team in football. And again, this is going to happen. I'm not. I'm not really discouraged much if I'm the Rams. If you're a great team, you're going to have you're going to have games where you're not playing your best. If one of the size of the ball, in this case, their defense, didn't live up to the hype, but they found a way to win, so it's still encouraging if I'm a Rams fan. But uh, I, I still thought that they would they would play a little bit better. But I mean, I picked Detroit to win the game, but boy, I was very disappointed with the performance of the entire Green Bay offense. I did not expect that and same thing with jacksonville uh i don't know when these i picked jacksonville though, to at least stay within three in that game and then they did not at no point in that game that i think they looked like they were going to win i don't know when to predict these Bortles games now like he, th- he goes for like 40s against the patriots and then he has these games where that was he had the worst performance of any quarterback
0: yeah J- jamie and i talked about this before we got on the podcast sometimes there's been the tale of Ben Roethlisberger at home and Ben Roethlisberger on the road. Uh, There are certain tendencies you can look at. Maybe they have playing outdoor games or whatever. There's no rhyme or reason to pick these Blake Bortles games. There's no home road split. There's no tendencies. It's just he has games where he goes out and he loses the football game for his team. He loses the game. And yesterday was an example of Blake Bortles' losing the football game and and you had to feel for that Jacksonville defense because they never even had an opportunity to get things going or even show out as an elite defense because Blake Bortles was making a mistake every other drive
1: yeah I just I, I so desperately it I want Jacksonville to be a Super Bowl contender because they have that defense that really can win a Super Bowl against any the problem is, is on a week-to-week basis, I don't know what I'm getting on offense. And right now, Fournette's already not going to play next week. He's already been ruled out for next week. So no. if you're expecting him to come back at this point, don't worry about it for next week. And I just – I'm trying to make sense of the AFC because there's still part of me that's not ready to say that Kansas City is going to represent. I agree. The AFC and the Super Bowl. I just there's and maybe I'm gonna be, that's gonna be proven to be wrong. Maybe I'm gonna change my tune by the time we get to Thanksgiving, we get to Christmas time, I might feel differently.
0: No, but this seems like a good time to remind everybody that this team went five and 0 last year and then went five and five. And I'm not saying that's gonna happen this year, but if you all recall, go back and listen to what people were saying last year when Kansas City went to New England and blew them out in game one. It was the same kind of conversation.
1: And they have this litmus test game next week. I mean, they're playing New England in New England, and then I, you know, that's this
0: is the test of the, the AFC.
1: Yeah, that's that's the game, and that's going to be exciting either way. And to me, I don't, I don't need Kansas City to go in there and win. I just need Kansas City to go in there and be within one score and competitive. And yeah. I think I'll be like, okay, I'll, I'll feel good about that team. But boy, I just like I, I started with Jacksonville. I just don't, I, I, don't know if that team is ever going to take the next step with Lake Bortles as their quarterback.
0: No, and and the back to the New England thing. New England's going to get it right and has, okay, and they're going to win twelve or thirteen games again because that division's not good and nobody in that division stopped with the Miami Dolphins shenanigans, okay? They're going to win and guess what's going to happen? They're going. Kansas City's going to lose some football games. They're, I don't believe that that team's going sixteen and zero. I just don't. And if they have to go to New to New England in the postseason. That's a little t- – yeah. I'm not ready to take the crown away from the Patriots. Somebody's got to go earn that. And I'm sorry, winning five weeks in a row in the regular season is not earning you're the king of the AFC.
1: To me, the Chiefs need to make sure the AFC goes through Arrowhead. If, I agree. If, if you have to go into Arrowhead every single game, I think the Chiefs are going to have a very, very strong chance of going to the Super Bowl. If they have to go into New England or even into Jacksonville, which I don't think is going to be the case at this point, I'd be a little bit more concerned.
0: I agree. Uh, especially because if you look at the other two teams we're talking about, their divisions are a lot more favorable, whereas the the Kansas City team is going to have to play some better teams. The
1: other stuff that we have to start looking at too is, again, I think Patrick Mahomes is a superstar. I'm, I'm not trying to talk him down at all. No. But there are things we haven't seen him do yet. I haven't seen him overcome a multi-score, multi-score deficit late in the game. I haven't seen him play in bad weather. I haven't seen him in a scenario where maybe he hits a hit, – I know he's in the second year, but maybe he hits a rookie wall. You know, what happens when he's starting game 13, game 14, game 15, game 16 of a season, then the postseason game 17, 18, 19, even maybe. I haven't seen those scenarios yet. I don't know that he can't handle it. So far, he's been able to handle everything that he's come up against. But I haven't seen that yet. So I'm not ready in, what is it, October 8th. I'm not ready on October 8th to say Kansas City is the best team in football right now. I'm just not ready for that.
0: Not only that, but this happens a lot of years, guys. We're talking about the Patriots regime started, when? 2003? And
1: we've been predicting the demise since, since the second loss of the Giants.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've been trying to find the, this is the year that they lose for a long time. And I just, I have to be proven wrong. I, the Patriots have to prove me wrong first. Like, they, I'm not going to pick Kansas City to win that football game coming up this week. I'm just not. I know how good Patrick Mahomes has looked. I know how good the defense looked okay. But guess what? The defense was playing basically me as a quarterback because I make better throws than Blake Bortles did during that football game.
1: Legitimately. He had one of those. He had a couple. Just one of them where he hits his lineman in the side of the head and it wobbles in for an interception. And the other one, which was you showed me, which he was not touched at all and like throws. It looked like a punt.
0: I don't even know how he achieved throwing the ball in that motion out of his hand. I, I'm honestly, I'm impressed that he was able to achieve what he achieved coming out of his hand because I can't even – I don't even know that that throwing motion, how that happens.
1: Also, before we move on, a couple other things I just want to mention and what we got right. We told you about Tennessee and Miami. Yes. It's like back-to-back weeks now I think you're yes. starting to see them come back down to earth. Uh, you have to remember when they tell you all these fun stats about, well, three-no teams make the playoffs of so this percent. You still got to trust what you see. And I trust that Tennessee and Miami are both six or seven win teams.
0: They're just not good football teams. I'm sorry. A little, little luck at the beginning of the season. You can usually catch teams off guard early on, and I'm just not ready. Those teams I knew would come back to earth, and sure enough, they did. Uh, Jamie, let's talk about Monday Night Football. We have a lot of matchups I have a feeling mm. come down to tonight. You have the New Orleans Saints who all, everybody has – Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Drew Brees. There are a lot. I have Benjamin Watson going tonight because I had uh, I had a couple of my tight ends that were Trey Burton was on a uh, on a buy this week. Uh, and the Washington Redskins with a couple of guys that you guys are playing each and every week. Chris Thompson's been a guy that Jamie and I have liked for mm-hmm. for a long time. So there's definitely some matchups that come down to tonight. As for the football game, Jamie, what do you expect in tonight's football game? Points. Yeah,
1: uh, I think this is going to be a high scoring game. Uh, I'm. Look, I was very low on the Redskins coming into the season. So was I. I think I'm wrong on that. I still don't think they're a playoff team, but I think they're a lot better than the – I think I gave them like a – I think they called them like a five-win team. They're a lot better than that. Um, I think this offense is going to be exciting because, again – you're going to get to see both teams use two backs. Yep. You're going to have Adrian Peterson and Chris Thompson on one side. You're going to have Alvin Kamara and the return of Mark Ingram on the other side. Sure. Are. I'm extremely intrigued to see how Mark Ingram is used in this game.
0: As somebody who stashed him, I'm very intrigued to see if it's the same of what we saw last season. Because if so, it's going to be a pick-me-up for my squad going, going through the next couple of weeks in fantasy.
1: And I want to see how they use the two backs again. Do they use them like they did last year? Are they going to play Kamara more in the slot? Or are we going to see more of, hey, this is Kamara's team and Ingram is going to be more of a spellback? I don't know. That's a possibility. I think, I don't, that's not the one I think is going to happen. Uh, so I want to see how those two backs are used. Uh, I want to see a, is Adrian Peterson going to start slowing down at all? I mean, he just came off a of bye week, so it's, that's encouraging if you're an AP owner. And I'm going against Adrian Peterson, who probably will beat me this week. I, he's like just, he needs to be under like 11 points or something, so I don't feel great about that. Uh, but that, that's really what I'm looking for. There's going to be a lot of offense. I think if you're a Jordan and you're going to be excited. If you, Obviously, if you have the stars in the game, the Kamars, Micah Thomas's, the Drew Brees of the world, you're going to be happy. Um, I'm, but I'm from a football perspective, I'm much interested to see how this Redskins defense plays. Is this a team that says, hey, there's an opportunity for us to win the NFC East. We're going to show up that we can, or are we going to get the Washington team that I thought we were going to get at the beginning of the season, which is, just not going to be able to handle themselves against the top teams in the NFC.
0: Does new Orleans cover that six point spread at home? I think
1: so. I picked them to do that on Friday. I feel the same way. Uh, Mm -hmm. as does Jake. Um, it's actually six and a half when we picked it before. So it's gone down a little bit. The total's gone down a little bit since we picked our show on Friday. But I think they do. I think the Saints at home are just a different animal. They have too many offensive weapons. I just – I have a hard – I think Washington can hang with them early. But at some point, New Orleans is just too many weapons. And I think it's going to be a hard time for Washington to score on 75% of their drives.
0: I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game too as well, Jamie. And I think what Jake predicted and what he and I talked about was that Alvin Kamara is going to turn into almost a wide receiver now. And Mark Ingram is going to be the running back and I wouldn't be surprised to see that because frankly Alvin Kamara has the ability to catch the ball like he's a wide receiver in this league and I don't I don't think I'll be surprised at all seeing that and as a Mark Ingram owner I will be very happy if that is exactly what is happening so I know that there is a lot of people that that probably had Julian Edelman and Mark Ingram some of these guys you knew were going to come back and you've seen what they can do it's an exciting time if you have some of these guys coming back, and and tonight is gonna tonight's gonna end a lot of matchups. It's gonna be a, gonna be a fun, good Monday night football game. Uh, Jamie, any parting thoughts on today's pod?
1: Just again, know that you're a few weeks into the season. You kind of have to you have to start dealing with a lot of bye weeks. Now, yeah. next week there's only two bye weeks. I believe it's like the Lions and what The Lions and the Saints are on bye next week, so just something to be aware of. Uh, but we're gonna start to get into after this week either after next week, I believe it is, you start to get four and 16 bye weeks. These are going to be big weeks where you're going to maybe losing two, three, four players out of your starting lineup. Yeah,
0: you're going to have to go get these guys. Be prepared
1: ahead of time. Pay attention a week ahead. Where are the bye weeks? Who's available? What players are on a bye week? A lot of times, I saw this week, there were players I told you guys to pick up last week. uh, Taylor Gabriel, uh, Ronald Jones, who was in my column of plays you should add. that's out every Monday on TDFantasy.com. They were added, but not in a ton of leagues because they were on bye last week. You need to pay attention to players that you might want to add to your team that are on buy that week because you might get a good value by getting them a week earlier. Because yep. now you look, looking into this week, people are going to hit the waiver wire and say, oh, Taylor Gabriel might be somebody we want to add in my and lineup a, as a flex and he, play. And he's already gone. And he's already gone. So just pay attention to buy weeks that you have and pay attention to buy weeks for guys on the waiver wire because you might get some good values there.
0: Jamie, how can everybody follow you on social media?
1: You can follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter and at JME Eisner on Instagram. And since
0: he didn't do it for himself, I'm going to tell you guys again. He is 8-2-1 and on his picks this season. You guys, this is easy money. TDFantasy.com, subscribe, and you're going to get the picks. They are 13-5-1 on the season. That is a pretty good number. And by pretty good, I mean 17 fire emojis. So you definitely want to subscribe to TDFantasy.com. Check us out there, guys, and you can follow me at the underscore sports page with an eye both on Twitter and Instagram. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Give us a rating. We always appreciate that. And check out everything on TDFantasy.com. Enjoy Monday Night Football.
1: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E.